as we walk through life, we don't even realize the, the preconceived notions that we have of things and like basic, um, what do I want to say? Like experiences, right? The, the same thing that would cause, like I've been jumped by, by black people, right? So the same thing that would cause me, not because I'm prejudiced, but the same thing that would cause me to move across the street because the experience I had the last time that that happened wasn't very good. So it's not that I'm prejudiced. I'm just being cautious. Does that, does that make sense? And I think that, I think that, that, and I, and I didn't mean to use like black people. I mean, it could have been anything. It could, it could be Mexican. It can be, you know, it, it could be right. any race. It could be any race of, of, of culture of people, but you, you derive. It could be white people too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to disrupt that because that is, that is our fear culture. So I, I was speaking to my, I, I was speaking to my own personal experience. All right. What's up? Thanks for stopping by the show. This is Sean Dustin. I'm the host. Uh, if this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is, if you're returning, welcome back. Uh, it's good to have you with us. Today is September 11th. Um, wow. I didn't even realize today was September 11th. Um, well, uh, if you're, if you're from the camp that I'm from, then, uh, you know, you would, you know, there's a lot of, uh, uh, 9-11 truth stuff, uh, happening today. I know that, uh, from some of the people that I follow, uh, there's the, the world trade, the seven building seven, they're doing something today on that. Uh, I know, uh, I think Dell big tree. No, not Dell big tree. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Jason Burmis, I believe. And so, you know, that was a, that was kind of a, a crazy, um, that was a crazy day. Uh, and you know, it's been feeling kind of, cause after that, after that event, I mean, everything was really eerie. Um, I was, I was a cable installer, um, when that happened. And actually when the first building hit or when the first plane hit, I was getting ready. I was living in, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. I was working for a cable company or a, or a contractor for Cox cable. And, uh, I was at a startup down there and, uh, so I was watching the news, drinking my coffee, getting ready for work. And all of a sudden they talk, they're, uh, you know, they're showing, uh, pictures of the first tower is right after it happened. And, uh, then, you know, right as I'm watching boom live, it showed, it showed the second plane, just, uh, just barreling into the second building. And so it was like, I mean, you know, you just have that feeling like, whoa, what did I just see? Um, and then, of course, you know, I go into work and everybody's kind of like, hey, did you, did you see what's going on? And, and you know, everyone's sort of talking about it. And, you know, you've got that eerie feeling that's in the air, like where you, you're just getting chills down the, the chills down the, the, you get their spine. And, and you know what I mean? Just kind of randomly when you start th you think about something. And then I had to go into um, uh, people's homes and install their cable. And of course, you know, they they were, you know, come on, hurry up, they, you know, because they want to know what's going on. Um, and uh, it was just, it was so eerie. 
And I went when I went to lunch. I stopped in at a at a restaurant, and literally, it was super quiet, and all the TVs were on, and everybody was just focused on him. It was uh, it was I couldn't I it, it, like trying to explain how that felt. It was just it was almost like a it was like a consciousness, you know what I mean? And uh, for people in in the United States, it was like a it was like a. a I don't know, man. Like, what do they call that? The uh, when when uh, the 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 consciousness of of everybody, you know, around around that. Because I mean, I'm sure not. It didn't just you know just because we it affected us, uh, you know, on the physically and and you know happening to us. I mean, I'm sure it affected you know the rest of the world too. Because um, nobody wants to see three thousand people die. I mean, come on. I mean, unless you're just a horrible person or a eugenic, a eugenicist, uh, or, you know, I guess that's what Bill Gates is, right? That's what they say. Um, anyways, so if you, uh, that's what today is. Um, and if you want to support the show, you can go to the Patreon. Um, I'm currently, I keep talking about currently loading it up. Um, yeah, I need, I need to load it up with, uh, content still it's there. Uh, if you want to shoot me a tip, which is probably what would be the best thing to do right now, uh, for what I'm doing, if you're getting something out of it, uh, you can hit me at PayPal, uh, NorCal drone services at yahoo.com and, uh, shoot me a tip. Uh, otherwise subscribe, rate, review on your favorite podcast platform. I'm also on YouTube and I live stream these usually on Wednesdays. Uh, so it's, it's either going to be on Wednesday evening, Thursday evening, or Friday evening. So this week it's going to be t- this evening. Cause I didn't get a chance to get to them, uh, Wednesday or Thursday. So, uh, until I, until I can nail it down, uh, and be consistent with one day, this is just how I'm rolling with it. Uh, other than that, not a whole lot more to, uh, talk about. Haven't really been paying a whole lot of attention to, uh, any of the stuff in the news, um, lately. I just been trying to, uh, deal with my, uh, my injury and, and, you know, going and, and getting the procedures done and trying to, navigate where I'm going to go next. Um, I put on some weight and so now I need to try and, and focus on, on getting into a uh, better routine. Uh, this episode, I don't know how I feel about this episode. Um, and I think that's probably part of the reason why I didn't put this out on Wednesday is because I was, I was processing how I felt about it. Um, cause I, I don't know if I could have acted better. Uh, I don't know if, because as I was watching the, uh, watching back the, uh, the video, I could see mannerisms in my, in, in my body language that like you probably as, as, as a viewer wouldn't know what, what I was thinking at the time or, that that wasn't a, like kind of a, a, a passive aggressive, um, like thing. Um, because I'm, I know myself and I, and I, and I know what, like I knew the situation and I could see like 
the expressions on my face and my, the movements in my body. And I was like, ah, dude, you got you have to work on that because that could be that could be like if if I was if if I was in a in the presence of 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 another person that could be construed as as aggressive or or like uh, intimidating. And I thought that I had worked on that. Um, I've done a lot of work on that actually. And, uh, I could just see it coming out. And so I, you know, I don't know. I, I guess it's, uh, I guess it's just my, like having to come to terms with the fact that, ah, dude, you need some more work there. And, uh, you know, I guess that just being hard to swallow, uh, especially since I'm so like introverted and like always trying to work on myself or at least see my fault in, in a situation and, and how I could have done something differently. Uh, the subject, I mean, we plainly, we plainly say in, in the beginning that we're going to stay away from any of these social subjects and, 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 and stuff like that. Right. Uh, it is extremely difficult to navigate uh, away from that, as you can clearly see in this, in this conversation. Um, and we try to, we try to get away from it at least two or three times and it just keeps going back to it. Uh, you know, but it is a, it is a good, a good conversation. Um, I, I don't like, I have a, a different perspective than Lori had on it. Um, but I get where she's coming from with the fragility and the, uh, and the covert, the covert racism and, and what that actually is. And, and I mean it, and it, there is, she's, I mean, she's right. And whoever has been talking about it is, is right. Um, but I think I was trying to explain it from my point of view and through my experiences and how, how there's a, there's other, there's another side of, of the population that is, you know, has bad experiences with, with, different groups and that's what and and it's not racism and and i don't think it's racism it's just being cautious so i don't know i don't know like you said i'm not i'm pretty i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna not gonna put this episode out even if it does put me in a bad light ish i don't i don't think it puts me in a super bad light but i mean it's kind of i don't know like i said i don't know how i feel about it and uh so Maybe you guys, you should tell me, tell me how you feel about it. If you listen to it, uh, if, uh, you know, you think I'm wrong in, in how I, how I'm perceiving something, um, in this, in this conversation, let me know, uh, shoot me an email, uh, nowhere to go, but up now at gmail.com. Uh, or you can hit me up on any of my social media platforms. I'm on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Facebook page, you know, I'm, I'm on all of them pretty much. Uh, and you can find all that in the uh, show notes and the link tree. Um, you know, those are direct links to all of the places where you can get a hold of me or the show. So if you, you know, if you listen to this and you're like, God, you know, Sean, you, I think, I think she's right. You know, I think you're, you're looking at it wrong. Um, you know, let me know. 
I'm always, uh, like I said, I'm not married to anything, man. I'm always seeking to be a better person every day uh, through every uh, conversation and connection I have with people. Um, if, if I'm, if I'm acting badly, then, then, you know, I want to change that. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be that guy. So uh, without further ado, let's get to the show. All right, what's up? This is uh, the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Dustin. Uh, today is the uh, monthly variety portion of this podcast with uh, the lovely co-host, Lori Rising. Um, today, we are not going to be talking about uh, any like stuff that has to do with uh, social issues and all of the things that we've all been bombarded with in the last, I don't know what, year. <laughs> Or forever, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think uh, we're going to take a break from from that kind of stuff and 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 focus more on uh, like personal stuff, you know, in our lives and what's going on. And um, like I'm I'm having some issues um, as far as like uh, transitioning and stuff. But uh, let's get to let, let's let's do one thing at a time here. Let me make a couple announcements first. Um, as always, you can subscribe, rate, review on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, I am currently on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, uh, all the major platforms, iHeartRadio, uh, YouTube. Uh, what else? Yeah, that. And if you and if you uh, want to rate, review, all that stuff, you can do that as well. Um, Patreon, I have a Patreon page up. It's getting loaded up currently with content. So you can subscribe there and, and, uh, support the show that way. Or you can just, you know what? Honestly, the best way to probably do it is if you don't want to be locked down with a subscription is just shoot me a tip. You know what I mean? If you like what I'm doing, tip me. Shoot me a PayPal, uh, NorCal Drone Services at yahoo.com. That's my PayPal account. Just shoot me, shoot me a tip there if you want. Uh, otherwise, just enjoy what I'm doing. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. What's up, Lori? Hey, I wasn't sure what you were talking about with shoot me a tip. I was like, is it like a message? <laughs> now I got it. <laughs> well, I mean, it seems like like that seems more reasonable, like for what we're doing and at our level, because we're not like drawing a serious amount of people. At least I'm not um, as far as like downloads and everything else. I'm getting a lot of views on my live streams, you know, when it comes to the uh, the stuff that I'm covering about uh Oh, what is that? The stuff in Texas. Remember, I, I, we talked about that. I'm getting a lot of views on stuff that I'm doing for that, but I just, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm at the point where people find value in what I'm doing to actually want to pay for it. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Sure. And if you do like what I'm doing and you do want to like help fund it, you know, because it does cost money and everything that I'm doing, you know, I'm adding, subscriptions like every every week it seems that are helping me to streamline what i'm doing like the last one i just added was a uh, was a uh, uh app called later and it allows you to do all of your um social media posting um scheduled and you can do it from your computer so it's like the problem i was having with instagram is that you i was i i can't do it on the phone I, I, I need my glasses and my fingers are too big and it's just, it's such a pain in the ass. I'm a copy paste kind of guy, right? Especially when you do your, your 
your description for your show, your tags and all that other stuff, you do it one time. You don't want to have to keep doing it for every place that you have to put it at. Right. So copying and pasting is, is like my preferred method because it keeps me from, it keeps me lazy. Sorry. Let's just, let's just keep it real. I'm a lazy guy. All right. And so, well, I don't, I don't, I would not, I wouldn't call it lazy. I would call it streamlined. Or efficient. Yeah, it's efficient. It's streamlined. There is, I think a lot of people don't realize the the behind the scenes work that goes into this. And I'm telling you, I haven't worked. I've never worked this hard in my life for basically no pay. Even, (laughs) even when I started my practice, my um, therapeutic practice, you know, 20 years ago, I it was word of mouth. And, you know, because it was local and I'm face to face with people, I wasn't trying to go on such a bigger scale. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. this is a whole different world. And so I really think there's a few key um, pieces to this. And if you don't want to burn out, you need to streamline things. Mm -hmm. Like it's essential because I started burning out because I wasn't doing any of that in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So I use, um, I don't know, do you, are you a Mac person? No, Apple? no, I'm a Okay. PC. Yeah. Cause you know, everything's connected. So I use the notes because the notes goes from, it's like a program that goes from my computer to my phone. So I type everything into my computer for my Instagram posts and then it just pops up on my phone. And I copy it there, paste it in because, you know, even there's, there's so much to learn in this business, but Mm -hmm. even with hashtags, you don't want to have the same hashtags every time. And believe me, I'm not getting the results that I would love to see with all of the research and work that I've put into this. But I also know that this is not a sprint. It's a Mm -hmm. marathon. It's a long, you know, it's really about patience. And that's why I love hearing from the people that are really successful and have large followings, you know, and are, are doing really passionate, beautiful, authentic things. It took them years. Like I'm seeing average four years, maybe five years to Mm -hmm. really get to that place. So I'm not even a year in with this platform and I'm constantly learning. Like, it's like I'm in school all the time, (laughs) you know, in my free time, I am listening to podcasts. I'm reading, I'm signing up for courses. You know, I'm, I'm trying to really put the work in now so that it becomes, and that's how you build a business. You know, it doesn't, it's, you want to see results a lot faster. I get that. Like, I think we both do because you put so much effort into this, especially with a podcast. If you're doing it all yourself, Mm -hmm. I mean, the amount of time is unbelievable. (laughs) If you, you know, you're the, you book the guests, you create the interview, you research the guests, you edit it, you mm. record it. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. You there, I can't even begin right. to describe the amount of work that goes into it, but that's a long answer for, I think it's really, I, I wouldn't, words are important and never label that as lazy, label it as efficient mm. and streamlined. But I mean, I'm just, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just mostly too honest about, you know what I mean? About how I feel about myself and that, you know, and, and not to get away from that, but I've been noticing that as well, uh, lately too. Um, I'm, I'm really in, I'm really paying attention to how I speak about myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, ref- yes. and refer to myself because a lot of it, it's like, God damn, you talk about yourself really negatively. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, uh, 
and that, and that can, and that can only be because that's how I feel about myself. You know what I mean? And so then I'm so and, proud of you. I'm so proud of you. Well, that's hard to look at, man. It's a mm-hmm. hard, it's a hard thing to, it's a hard thing to look at because you think like we have a, we, have, I, and I have to really start doing this a lot more too, because I make a lot of, I make a lot of generalized statement, blanket statements that kind of just go out mm-hmm. when I'm really talking about myself. And mm-hmm. so I, I really need to start. I instead of you know what I mean throwing throwing it out there because if if I'm throwing it out there I'm not taking ownership of it and if mm-hmm. I'm not taking ownership of it then that's more of me not identifying and and owning it right and being like oh well no th- this is you it's not it's not them it's mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. <laughs> stop wording shit in a way that makes it seem like it's everybody else and not you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though you know that, but it's like, dude, subconsciously, subconscious is a fucking God, because it, it it's like, I, uh, all right, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're in the great awakening, so you are you're you're waking up. Like that's what's happening everywhere. That's what's happening to our universe, to our planet, to everything that's happening. That's why I said I've been so busy, because it's not only this entire business that I am. Um, you know, working on night and day, I'm also working on myself internally and moving through these major shifts that we're going through. Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, we're pretty different in this respect, but we're moving out of the age of Pisces and moving into the age of Aquarius, you know, and that is a huge shift of moving out of like a place of belief and moving into a place of knowing. So the fact that, you know, you are, becoming introspective and you're going inside like this there's so many reasons that we are kind of cleaning up inside because of our external world so everything that's happening like everything's changing everything's shifting you know things that we're we're getting shaken from the ground up and even looking at our own mortality you know and then looking at like where is this coming from what's happening with the government things are getting revealed I know we're not going to get into this, but that's the age of knowing, right? And so it's not only knowing, starting to know ourselves, and we're actually really recognizing this as, as um, systems get revealed, which they're, they're, this is happening in droves, right? Mm-hmm. As that happens, we actually start realizing the subconscious that you're talking about, this unconscious programming that has happened throughout our lives, you know, before we even knew language, we were getting programmed by the culture around us. And that culture is now getting exposed. Mm-hmm. Right. And not only that, but we're actually shifting into um, moving more into a balance of masculine and feminine instead of such a dominance of masculine. And it was more of a wounded masculine. So, you know, we, we've been in this place of competition, scarcity, fear, right? So that's that subconscious that, that really seeps in, even if our consciousness knows better. And now we're moving more into receiving, feeling, actually processing our emotions and being with them and making huge shifts for ourselves. And that even goes along the theme of like, wait a second, am I living the life that I want to live? Right. With all of these huge uprisings and upheavals, is this, you know, the rat race or, you know, am I living in a city that I don't want to be in or in this job? You know what I mean? So there's so many things that are really 
getting into the depth of who we are as humans, who we are as people, as souls, who we are as communities. And I love it. And it is a shit ton of work. Like this is work every day. So that's what you're doing. That's a, it's, you know, I like to talk and I get into it, but I'm so proud of you because you're opening up to what's literally happening on the planet. And the more that we do that, the more things are really going to change. Well, I mean, I, I, I was thinking, I was, uh, there was a post that I, I, I saw the other day and it, and I, it, like, you know, cause sometimes there's some things that you look at and you just kind of breeze over, you think about it, but then there's some things that are like, huh, wait a minute, let me really think about that. There's something to this and it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. And then I, I, I really like kind of dove into it and I feel like, I feel like we're, we're as people, we're an overlay, right? And our operating system, which is our subconscious that's gathering gathering information all the time, just pulling information, pulling information, experiences, dry, you know, pulling, you know, just grabbing stuff or maybe, or maybe it's the overlay that's grabbing the stuff. It's the operating system that's placing it where it needs to go. You know what I mean? And, 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 and experiences go here, this goes here, this goes here, this goes here. But as we walk through life, we don't even realize the, the preconceived notions that we have of things and like basic, um, oh, what do I want to say? Like experiences, right? The the same thing that would cause, like I've been jumped by by black people, right? So the same thing that would cause me, not because I'm prejudiced, but the same thing that would cause me to move across the street because the experience I had the last time that that happened wasn't very good, right? So it's not that I'm prejudiced; I'm just being cautious, right? Does that does that make sense? And I think that I think that that. And I, and I, I didn't mean to use like black people. I mean, it could have been anything. It could, it could be Mexican. It can be, you know, it, it could be right. any race. It could be any race of, of, of culture, culture of people, but you, you derive. It could be white people too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to disrupt that because that is, that is our fear culture. So that's I, I was speaking to my, I, I was speaking to my own personal experience. All right. Mm-hmm. With, with having that happen to me. And that's why I have those reactions. So, but take it away from me and you can just put it to anything right in any culture any color if you have a bad experience with them you know what i mean if you if you got jumped by a white guy and you were a black guy or if you were a white guy and got jumped by a white guy or or, or you know what i mean any anything that that is going to tailor your your perception of that and now that's an experience it's been cataloged it's been marked it's been put into your subconscious that's an experience I have. So now when I see that same scenario kind of creeping up again or, or possibly could happen again, it's just human nature to, oh, threat. This is what I need to do to to get away from that threat. That's how I process things. Um, and may, maybe it's right. Maybe it's wrong. It just I'm more of a preventative type of person. I would rather prevent a confrontation than than have to like go head right into it because of my experiences of heading right into confrontation ends in, ends badly. <laughs> you know what I mean for me. Yeah, I mean I have so many things to say about that and I didn't like even really like get myself prepared to talk about this but that's internalized racism and that's a fear culture. It's not human nature. 
Like, I want to be very clear about that. And this is what's happening right now. No, 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 is- no, no. I don't, I don't agree with that though. I, I'm, I don't think that that's racism. I don't because I'm not a racist person. All right. We are all racist people because of our subconscious and because of literally we were raised in racism. Like, you, you don't, it has been all around us from everything that we have consumed from everything that's happened in the way that we get housing, in the way that our media portrays. That's systemic stuff. That's, 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 no, 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 I don't No, I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Everything has been set up. All right. To keep a certain class of people down. So if you telescope out, all right. And, and I, I didn't want to get into this and I I wish I I don't either. I actually, I'm really not in the space to be in this conversation today because (laughs) I don't, I really don't think we're going to come to the good Uh place with this because literally that we, we are all racist. Even black people can have internalized racism because of the culture that we have been raised in. So I like, I cannot, there's, have you have you ever Honestly. have you have you ever had let me just ask you one question. Have you ever had an experience a bad experience um that shapes your that shapes your I don't I don't I see I don't I don't I don't know. I, I that's I, just called that's called trauma. Okay. I mean we we're living in a fear and scarcity culture that creates an environment filled with trauma. And so that's why I'm saying that's not actually human nature. Human nature, we at our core are love. That's our core. But we have actually been raised in this fear, scarcity, and competition culture that has created a whole different internalized environment than what we are in human nature. So that's our culture. That's racism. That's everything that we have been pumped full of that you're talking about with the subconscious. And so then when we go through trauma, we attach those fears that we have learned throughout our entire lives. We attach those fears to them. So I really think what you're talking about at the core is trauma. And then we're attaching racism to it. So what? So basically what you're trying to tell me is that instead of saying that, okay, I experienced trauma from a group of black people, I should say I experienced trauma from a group of humans. I'm not saying you should say anything. What I'm saying is human nature is love. So how do you... What I'm also saying is we have been raised in a very traumatized culture that has a lot of violence and fear. And you can be jumped by anyone of any race. Mm -hmm. So then let's say you're jumped by people of every single race. I've been been jumped by Mexicans too. And and if I... (laughs) Okay. I, I can't. I just... I can't. I can't be in this conversation today, quite honestly. I'm not, I'm not in the space at all. I I don't think that we're going to come to a, a place of understanding in this. I just I, – I, 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 I don't understand where you're coming from. That's where I think we, we, we come from two different places and two different experiences. And I think that uh, – I, I don't I don't know. I don't I, I have I'm having a hard time seeing it from your view because Okay, have you done any research or reading in any of the anti racism books that are out now? I like to learn about our culture and about the very, very deep racism that we have always been in in this culture. I've I've that read literally... I've 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 read plenty of stuff on the you know the thirteenth I've read I've watched that I've I've that has a lot to do with it the Jim Crow laws everything else that came out of the Civil War all right where they you know and yes it is 
It is not. It is, you would have to be stupid and blind to realize that black people and brown people have been oppressed from the Civil War on. When slavery ended, it didn't end for them. We all know that. Well, maybe not all of us know that, but the woke people know that. The people that have researched things, we understand that. We know that. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is when you have an experience and somebody inflicts trauma on you, if if if, if a woman is raped by a man, okay, now she has a problem and she's fearful of all men, right? doesn't matter. Of course. doesn't That's matter. Trauma. Doesn't yeah. matter. Okay. It's trauma. So maybe, maybe, maybe I should say that, okay, well, I'm afraid of all males that in a group, if I see them coming my way, I'm going to move across the street because I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with the possibility of maybe a problem happening, especially I mean, young kids, a group of young kids. Uh, come on, man. Do you know, do you know, do you know what teenagers you are like? <laughs> But you don't see that that's racism, that you're attaching a trauma that you had to an entire group of people. If it was if it was perpetrated by a similar group of people, a similar looking group of people. That's like that is the definition of racism. Okay, so how would you how would you how would you deal with it then? What, What what would you do in my situation if you've been jumped by Mexicans in prison and black people in prison? trauma in my life that 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 was but was it was but was the trauma was the trauma did it have to do with a group of people have you ever been jumped by a group of people i'm not going to talk about my trauma i honestly this is i'm not (laughs) i'm not going here today i'm not i'm going you know what i said i told you how busy i am and everything i have going on and i cannot be in this conversation it's i just can't i'm sorry i can't Okay. And I just don't think, you know, I think that we both have have expressed our feelings on on the topic and I don't think that we're ever going to come to a place of agreement on it. So I think we can agree to disagree on how we're feeling about this topic. Okay. That's fine. Okay. I I I'm I'm cool with that cuz I'm not racist. I know that I'm not. I mean, I'll say right now that I have that I have racism in me because of the internalized racism that I have taken in from a culture that has surrounded me with it. That's the subconscious and the unconscious that I have constantly. So I am working on anti-racism all the time in my life. And I have never, ever been overtly racist. But even just the fact that I raised I grew up believing I don't see color. I love everyone. Right. I thought that was being not racist. That does not help. That is not helpful because we actually have to see color to change racism in this country. So that's the thing. I think the first step is actually getting over the stigma of being like defensive about it. Like I'm not racist. Right. So that's a major issue in this entire racial issue and racial justice that we're trying to make big change in because there it's been going on since the inception of this country. And so I think when we can actually say, you know what, I'm a product of a culture that has raised me in these belief systems. And now I'm going to actively educate myself 
and get information and knowledge and figure out actions to be anti-racist. I agree with you to a certain extent. I do. I agree with you to the, to the extent that if you're somebody who hasn't um, experienced trauma from another group, um, another tribe, I guess you would say, you know, if we were, if we were back in the old days, you know what I mean? Where we were all tribal. Um, but if, if nobody's ever experienced that, I can, I can totally get where you're coming from. All right. When the things that we see, the, the, you know, the constant stuff in the media that is villainizing colored people, people of color, you know, melatonin skin, they, they're villainized. They are, um, you know, and I get that, that even though you think that you're a good person, I think that I'm a good person, that we are all affected from being exposed to that. And it was done on purpose. All right. I agree with that. But I think there's also another, there's another, another side of that. All right. And the side of that is the side that I'm on, which is I have experienced trauma, like serious trauma from other groups of people, other tribes, you know what I mean? From police to, you know, and, and it regards to criminal elements, you know what I mean? Um, but I mean, that, that shapes, that shapes how you, how you interact with, with the world around you. Do you not agree with that? Trauma absolutely can shape the way that you interact with the world, but also it's important to do trauma work and it's important to actually work through that to be a balanced human and not take on racist tendencies because of a trauma that you've experienced. Like the trauma gets stuck in your body and that is, it's a really difficult place to be. And if we don't do trauma work and if we don't actually engage in whatever therapies that we can find that resonate with us to work with that, then yeah, we're going to keep perpetuating really difficult patterns from that trauma and from that wound. So look how difficult it is for you and I to talk about this. All right. And we're woke-ish. I don't like to say woke. I mean, we're, we're awake. Um, I think woke has a completely different meaning now, but, um, I, uh, you know, we're both awake to, to what's happening. All right. You and I can agree to disagree pretty much. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't take offense to anything that you say to me or any views that you have. Um, you know what I mean? It does. It, it, we're people, right? You're you. I'm me. We think about what we think about. Um, I know that I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I, I am a flawed individual. All right. Um, but because I know that about myself, I'm constantly seeking to, to, you know, am I looking at this right? Is it me or is it them? Um, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm always trying to analyze the situation with myself and how I'm looking at things because I know I'm flawed because I know that I have looked at things in a racist way before, because remember I come from prison and what do you think prison teaches you? Segregation. And what do you have to do to survive in prison? Most of the time you have to segregate. You, you, you can't just go there and decide, well, I'm just going to do this by myself and not get involved with anybody else. It doesn't work that way. I tried that. And that's one of the reasons why I got beat up. All right. And so it was, uh, you know, I just, it, it's, it was different and it's, it was hard to, it, it was hard to decompress from that when I came back because even though I was only gone for three years, it was a, it was a, 
like I was, I, I experienced some, some serious trauma there. And, uh, when I came back, it was really difficult for me to, um, to unplug from those feelings. You know what I mean? It was like, I, I, I didn't know what to do with them. And you know what I mean? And then coming back into society and trying to reintegrate and all that stuff. So, I mean, it took a good, I would say about a good year for me to finally like, okay, no, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not you against everybody else. It's not you against the blacks, you against the, the Mexicans, you against whatever. All right. And that's, that's what life is like in prison. You wouldn't know you you've never been there. And what you see in and what you see in TV and movies, it's not it's not really what it is. Um, so, I mean, there there there's something that I'm speaking to that that you don't understand, and only people that have been there will understand what I'm talking about. Um, you you probably did your life the right way, you know, aside from you know the traumas that you experienced in it. But I mean, I'm sure you thought you were doing it the right way as a as a uh, you know the people that grow up and, and dot the I's and cross the T's, go to school, go to college, get a, you know what I mean? Everything that we're taught that we're supposed to do to be in this capitalistic society. Right. I didn't do that. I went completely the opposite direction. So my experience is way different than yours. And, and you know what I mean? And the fact that, that I'm even half as, as uh awake from everything that i've been through is uh, to me is amazing that i can still that i can still having experienced that hate in my heart for a for a period of time because i had no choice well i mean i had a choice but i mean i didn't feel like having going to do my sentence in the shoe because i didn't want to participate in the things that i was being for, forced to participate in do you understand where i'm coming from there if you don't in prison, if you don't, if, if, if you're not participating with certain things, they will, they will, they'll beat your ass and you'll get sent to the shoe and you'll do the rest of your time in solitary confinement because you won't be allowed back on that yard. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that you got to do and, and deal with. Not everybody does. I mean, I was a bigger guy. So, I mean, I was kind of targeted as, you know, oh, we can get him as an enforcer. And I, I didn't want to play that game, but unfortunately it, I had to. So anyways, racism is, is, is not overt. We know that it's more of a, um, it's more of a systemic thing kind of. And, and it just, I, I, I agree with you. I do, but I think that there's, there's, uh, there's, there's caveats to everything, man. You know, my experience is, is way different than yours. Yours is different than mine and anybody else's. We all have different experiences, which, which kind of, create how we think about things and yeah you got to do the work but how many people of are there of like like you and me out there how many how many are there, are like that that are actually taking a look at you know is it me or is it them you know actually questioning what's happening you can't even get people to get on board with the fact that we have we have a a, a crisis that's happening way more important than, than the shit that's going on about, you know, uh, racism and everything else. Dude, we got, we got how many 800,000 kids going missing every year in the United States to human trafficking. That's way more important to me than, than all this other dumb shit. 
Hi. <laughs> Hi. I. I got nothing for you. All right. What do you, what do you want to talk about, Lori? Or do you want to end it? I think maybe we should end it. Yeah. Do you, do you want to end this and not, and not do it again at all? I don't know. This is just, um, I'm kind of reeling from this this morning and am I, am, am, I am, am, am I, am I too harsh for you? Cause I think I am. I think I'm a little too harsh for you. I think that, uh, and I, and I felt that the last, the last one that we did, you know I mean? I can, I could kind of, I could kind of feel that a little bit. I'm real, man. I'm, I'm raw. I, 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 and, and, and you know what though, but when I'm wrong, I, I listen, I took your point plenty of times. Yeah. I'm, I'm real and I'm raw too. I just, this, like I had so many things to say about that conversation and I can't even, well, you don't have to say, you don't have to say anything about it. Why do you have to respond to anything? It's my perspective and it's your perspective. Your experience is way different than mine. You've never been to prison. You've never been jumped. You may have been beaten or, or you know what I mean? Had some, tra- okay, had some trauma. You, you might have had some is, trauma. This is the part that I, I cannot participate in, that you are bringing me into this with what you're talking about for yourself. Like, I don't want any comparison here. Like, don't compare me to you. Like, I understand that you have a completely different experience and I'm not trying to negate that. The only thing that I was talking about, which is the biggest thing, is our culture and how we have been raised and how that affects and informs the trauma that we go through through our lives. But that's continual. So, that's continual, though. That, that, that's happening right now. That's, that's in our media. That's, that's ingrained in the system. Of course. So, so what? Of course. Okay, so let's stop bitching about the system. And how are we going to fix it? How are we going to fix it? We've got, we've got years of, we've got years of, of programming. How are we going to fix that? How are we going to deprogram from a system that has gotten so big and so out of control and like, it's out of control. We can't, the government has gotten so big. How do you reel it back in? How do you change all of these systems that have been ingrained in us since the inception of the radio ever since media has become anything? It, it's been there. So how do you get rid of it? How do you fix the problem? Yeah, I believe it can be done. I think how? it's a really, I think it's a really big conversation, but what, what, what's the first step then? The first step is education and awareness. How are you going to educate people that don't want to be educated? There's a lot of people out there that just don't want to listen or don't have the time to listen. They've got their own preconceived notions of the way that things work. They watch mainstream media. They're being, it's a, it's a, it's a huge daunting task. You're right. But how do you fix it? How do we keep this from, from happening to our kids? You know what I mean? Or to my kids? Like, how do I keep that from happening? These are big questions. These are big problems. Right. And we're just two people. We're just two people from with a platform. All right. Two very different people, you know, and that's why I think people like to like, like listening to us because we are that different, you know, Um, and we don't have to have the same views 
to respect each other. True. Even if you don't mm-hmm. like what I have to say. Who knows? I don't know. Like I said, different experiences garner different different outcomes, you know? So, and, I, and I've done a really good job in, in, in curtailing my, what it used to be to what I am now. Because if, if you'd have met me 20 years ago, you'd have been like, fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And kept running. <clears throat> so I, I don't, you know, I'm a, I'm an acquired taste. You either like me or you hate me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I will definitely agree that we are extremely different people with very different, different beliefs. So how do you fix it? How do you fix the different belief systems that we have? How, 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 do, you, how do you fix a society that's so, that has so many different belief systems? You know what I mean? And, and education, you can, you can talk about education all you want, but you, all you can do, education is like a trough, right? You can put the trough there, but if nobody's coming to eat and, and partaking of your education, then what? Well, right. But it's also about action. You know, it's education and awareness and then it's action and it's community support. You know, it's actually, it really comes down to wanting more, wanting better coming from a place of love and not coming from a place of competition, scarcity, and greed. And so I no, not everyone's going to be on in that place. And it's going to take, a, there's a lot of people that are in power and they're there for a pretty big reason because they've created a system where they stay in power and they are mm-hmm. not going to go down easily. Mm-mm, they're not. But it takes communities coming together and making decisions to work together for the greater good of the community and coming from a place of love and not coming from, you know, that lower frequency of scarcity and greed. Okay. Well, the scarcity and greed, that's, and, and the only way you're going to get rid of that is you got to get rid of capitalism um, or get rid of the people that are in charge of capitalism that have tainted it. Cause I think that Look, you know, you can get your communities to come together. And when you realize what happens when you change the way where you put your money, things can happen pretty quickly. And it takes a lot of freaking people to do that. But people have to want to work together and they want to change a system, but they have to understand that system before they even know how to change it. So if you can get the amount of people to stop putting their money into big corporations and greed and greed uh, places that come from greed and putting their money into local businesses and communities, then that can shift a lot. But it takes a lot of people to have the education, the awareness and 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 move on with the action. I think it only takes one group. I think it takes one group of people to put together one model that works in one place start it in one city and then start, if it works, people start seeing it. Then you start adapting it at the community level, at your, at your, at at your, your city level. Because I think where people don't understand is we get so, we get so uh, ingrained in thinking that the problem is the, the problem can only be fixed from the top down. But that's that's not that that's reverse of of actually how this is supposed to work, and you know this this goes to a lot of the things that 
everything that we see never really is as, as it is, right? So you think you're looking at something, but it's actually you're looking at the the front of it, but the real the real uh the real mechanism behind how it's working is in the back. So we're not seeing it for really what it is and a lot of things in our in 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 this world. So I think that if if we could figure out a way and I don't know I don't understand why we we don't do this, but I mean you have Portugal who has figured out how to how to win the war on drugs by decriminalizing it and and uh you know their numbers have dropped their addiction levels their 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 addiction rates have dropped their uh their overdoses have dropped their everything everything that that needs to be that needs every milestone that needs to be ticked off there has worked the only thing that the only thing that was a was a a bad a downside of it was consumption went up but it didn't it didn't the the negative parts of it went down right because they no longer are incarcerating people for drug for drug offenses and I, I think unless they're selling them because selling drugs is still illegal so that's working there the incarceration um the incarceration problem that's that's germany's doing a pretty good job at what they're what they figured out there so like there's the the areas that we have problems with there's other examples of where it's working other places. So I don't understand why, why is this as a, as a society and a government, we're not going to look, okay, so that's working there. That's working there. And there's all pieces of things that are working. So why can't you just take a, a piece of this, a piece of that, and then change it all and try to implement it that way. But that would, that would mean because you want to actually see change. <laughs> You know? well, right. We don't live in a culture that is actually cares about the people. If we did, everyone would have health care. <laughs> you know, there are plenty of things that you can see that we don't care about the health and wellness. I mean, we there's so many things that the U.S. doesn't regulate that we get just even in products that cause cancer mm-hmm. that the U.S. has no regulation over. Like the we they do not care about us. No, there's some, there's the some way food. European countries care about their people. And so you can look at that. So that's where it doesn't come from the top down. It comes from our communities getting together and realizing that we are the ones that have the power to make change. You know, we are the ones that elect the people that create the laws. And so it's, it's, it's not an easy process. This is not a fast process, but we're the ones that have to be the aware and the educated and the actionable people, because we, this has been going on always. <laughs> I know <laughs> we've never been taken care of. I, I know that's what I'm saying. So I mean, if you have a you have a system, well, but th- this system systems, is working these are the great. Systems that are getting they're working they're working how they're designed to work. That's how they were designed to work, and they're working right impeccably. You know? Exactly. But those systems are now being uncovered. And that's the exciting part is that those systems are being uncovered. This, like I said, we're going into the age of knowing. And so we're not, you know, blissfully ignorant anymore. We're actually being faced with, oh, this is what's happening. This is a problem. You know, before we're like, you know, just trying to live our lives and pay our bills because it just keeps racking up and racking up. But now we're being gifted with the knowledge of the corruption and the greed and, you know, the pain that people that our communities are going through because of this. So yeah, it takes us doing work. 
It doesn't, we can't just sit back and not do anything about it. We actually have to come together from a place of love and want to have that change that much. But we all have, we also have to agree to come together on something that will rally everybody together for the same cause. And that, that good luck with that one. I mean, you and I think that everybody can kind of smell what's going on. And I've been saying this for if you can go, you go back to my first podcast. I've been saying that we're in the second age of enlightenment for a long ass time because I was seeing this shit happen way before, like before I was even, I even started my podcast. I was, I was looking at some of this stuff and going, ah, damn, man, things are really starting to, to like be transparent, you know, like things are happening that you like before you were like, what? That's like, right out in the open now, <laughs> you know, they're just, they're getting so blatant. And I think that from everything that I've been listening to and a lot of people that I've been talking to, um, they think that the, uh, they're scared. The powers that be are scared. They they're losing control. And what's the last thing to happen before, before a, a society, um, is taken down. They start, what is it? They start burning books and, and censoring people as their last ditch effort at control. And that's what's happening right now. Pretty much like there's been so many people that are being deplatformed right now in the alternative community, like literally YouTube channels, bam, gone. You know, do you know this name? Dell big tree. He was one of the frontline doctors. Remember that thing that that came out the frontline doctors where they tried the, to make everybody seem like they were crazy because they were talking about hydroxychloroquine and and uh, and uh, some, they were doing something. It was the one that was right in front of the White House or some other Capitol Hill or something. Do you remember that that was going out for a while and then it got censored? So guys like that, he got his Dell Bigtree got his YouTube channel just they just took it gone. And they're censored. I've been censored. Yeah, they're censored. I've been censored on Instagram and Facebook. Censored as if, like, not fact-checked. Or, like, that thing that they put over where it says, oh, this is this is bullshit. Or, like, they removed your stuff. They, I mean, they denied my ads because of what they said in them. Oh, yeah. I've, so I've, I've had that, too. Like, I can't... Facebook, I can't do a paid ad in Facebook. Because they say that I'm... Uh, they think I'm some sort of... Uh, what the fuck is it like? Uh, what is that? What's a, what is that called? Um, they think I'm tied to politics or something. And so I'm not tied to politics. And I, I even went to the whole route of trying to, you know, they send you the uh, mail where you got to put the, the deal in there to the, the code in there to, to, that you live here in the United States and all this other stuff. I did. I jumped through all of their hoops and I still, I still can't, I can't, I can't get a paid ad to save my life. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, I, I don't really want to give Facebook my money anyways. Um, so anyways, yeah, B Dell Bigtree is getting, getting censored, you know? Do you, do you, uh, like, do you think that anything that they're talking about is, is like, I don't know, do, do you find it weird that, that you have some doctors that are saying one thing and you have other doctors that are saying another thing? I find that really strange. They're, they're, like what works and what doesn't? <laughs> Why can't we talk about that? Is there a cure? I mean, I'm not. No, I don't find it weird. <laughs> like I've been in the healthcare industry for over, I don't know, 25 years, probably 30 years. I don't find anything weird, but that's why I get educated and informed. 
Like I do my research. I spend my whole life dedicating it to helping people actually truly live well and be out of pain and know the truth of how to be well. Um, I mean, big pharma. I, I, yeah, I don't know. This is funny. We talked, we said we weren't going to talk about any of this stuff and it's been the whole show. (laughs) I mean, it's just, I think the last thing that I want to say to wrap it up is, you know, you said, what do we do? How do we, how do we change it? Like, it seems impossible. And then what you just last said is you're like, yeah, systems are getting uncovered. The last thing is censorship. So we're doing it. That's Mm -hmm. the thing is like, I have a, a, a huge appreciation and gratitude for the people that are doing some really amazing work and uncovering these systems so that we do get educated and more aware and informed so that we can start being in our community and making shifts that way. Um, So it's happening. Like systems are getting uncovered. It just doesn't happen immediately. You know, you can't get a whole country full of people to, to do the same thing at once. Like that's impossible. Well, my cons- but, my concern is is that it's just it's uh, nobody has any option to go to, you know what I mean? Everybody's talking about the problem, but nobody nobody's talking about all right. Well, what are we going to shift to? Where, where do we go now? You know, what I mean, it's just everybody bitching about the ah this ah that ah that racism. Everybody's just uh, you know what I mean. I, I don't I haven't heard anybody come with a solid plan. Like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Like the progressives are the progressives going to do it because I don't, I don't, I don't believe in the right and the left. And, and so, I mean, like, who's going to, I, I just, it doesn't, I don't see anything. Like, I don't, I don't see anything. I don't, I hear, I I hear a lot of talk. But yeah, I don't think we should be looking outward for other people to do it for us. That's the whole point. Yeah, but you can't do it ourselves. Yeah, but you can't just say, okay. You can't you like can't. we have to start making change within ourselves and we have to want the education and awareness and then we have to actually take action. And, you know, it can be something like stop ordering off of Amazon and start paying buying from your local businesses. You know, it's something like that. It's like every single decision that you make in your life has an effect. And so you start changing what you're doing with your life and that has a ripple effect. You start changing your racist behavior. And I'm saying this for everyone because I believe that we're all racist because this is how we were raised. And so you start learning about anti-racism. You, you know, you start looking at how can you affect the system by the actions that you take every day. And that's the ripple effect. That's how communities shift things in a bigger way. You can, we can't just sit and wait for someone out there to tell us what to do. No, I get that. I, I I totally get that. I'm I'm talking about like the it, it's when when you have when you have so many powers that be that are are and and you said and this came from you about how don't you, say it like that. Don't it did it can't you're you're the one that mentioned I know, but this. You're like you you I said mean, that you on. said this earlier about the uh, oh, what was it that you said something about the. Uh, uh, I can't remember what it was. It had something to do with uh, the corruption or, or or something. The way that it didn't have anything to do with anything bad. You just mentioned a portion of of something, and I was like, yeah, I agree with that. And it has to do with 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 the money and and the politics and the corporations and and, and the money is is what we don't have any of it, and not enough of it. And you have all these other other entities and and whatevers. So. 
I don't know. It's really, yeah, you know what? You're right. It's really, it really is hard to not talk about these kind of things because they're just so like right in our face right now, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like you have to, you have to figure out how to fill yourself up and how to come from a place of balance and come from a place of strength because we, this isn't going to be fast. Like this is major change and this is a lot going on. And, um, you know, personally, like I told you, I've unplugged, like I'm not listening to the news. I'm not living in a state of fear every day. I am personally doing my own work to keep my vibration up, to keep my place of love up. I'm going to continually come from a place of love and care for the humans, human race, which I've always done. That's why I'm in healthcare. That's why I fought so hard for people to be well against a medical system that's all about you know, capitalism and liability errors and greed and money and profit. So it's choices. This is like, really, it just comes down to not just, but it comes down to choices that you make every day for yourself. How do you want to be in these shifts? Like, where do you want to come from? And so everything that you choose throughout every day has an effect on that. That's how I think we change the world. It's not just our country. What's your timeline? My timeline? Yeah, what's the timeline on that? Like for what? For for the change to happen. I mean, are, <laughs> I have no timeline. Are we, are we talking I about? I mean, like seriously, she said it's going to take a long time. Like, what's it? Like, what's the timeline? Because I know how I hard no it. I, I know how hard it is for me to change, and I'm and and I'm pretty malleable. <laughs> Really? Uh, I would uh, beg to t- disagree with that. You do? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and listen back to our conversation and then uh, make a decision again. <laughs> okay. Chief Sarah, that's your opinion. <laughs> I mean, you've said before, you're like, look, I the things that you say, you're like, I'm raw and I'm real. This is how I feel. This is my experience. You know, like. Yeah, to but I'm but, but but to be malleable is to not be married to something. Okay? That's to be malleable. I'm not married okay. to I'm not married to any ideas. If you can convince me that I'm wrong and that the way that I look at something is fucked up and 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 is not right, I will more than happily listen and go, "You know what? Yeah, you know, that makes sense. I I, I didn't think about it that way." And I have shown that as an example. I have I have seen things that you have said to me and go, you know, yeah, you're right. I didn't think about it that way. So yes, I am malleable. And I okay. and, and, and we have online proof. We have we, we have live proof to show it. You know? And I actually went and talked and have been connecting with my daughter since then. So I do listen to what you say. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I'm so I'm not I'm, I'm 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 not as much of a dickhead as you think I am. I didn't say that, but I will say if you go back and listen, you've said that about yourself. Like I did not say that. I'm, I'm, dude. I, I'll be the first one to tell you that I'm, 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 I'm abrasive and, and I'm harsh. I am, and a lot of times when the when I when I come at people, it seem it it, it seems more harsh. Like like the experience of the the exterior of the delivery seems harsher than than the meaning of it in in my. How, how I mean it to come out comes out a lot differently sometimes than, than, 
I'm thinking of how it should come out. Does that make sense? Hmm. Well, I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like right now, we have a great opportunity to work on ourselves. That's what I'm doing every day. Mm-hmm. Like I'm working on getting out of my lower frequency reactions that have been unconsciously conditioned in me that I have continually done throughout my life. Like especially when I'm in an emotional situation with people, and it's no, it's not easy, but it takes work. That's the thing. Is that you know, if we just keep going throughout our lives and keep reacting in the same way that we we react, we're not going to grow. And right now we have a wonderful opportunity to grow as we're having so much uncovered about ourselves, about the subconscious conditioning that we've been under from the culture, you know? And so I think that again, the more that we actually look inside and make those changes, the more we're going to automatically shift our behaviors and our choices in our external world, which can actually make the change that we're looking for. And no, it's not going to be fast, but I have no timeline for that. Yeah. I don't don't either. I just, I don't even, I don't think I'll be alive for it anyway. So um, it, uh, but you know, all I can do is try to make the best possible decisions that I can. So, you know, and, and try to, try to fight for what I think is right. And is going to be, um, that I can leave for my kid. You know, I don't, I, I think that the people that when like the things that I do, that's in the back of my head. Um, not leaving a mess for her to have to inherit. You know what I mean? That's where I come from it from, you know, uh, and, and that's the way that I have to come in it from, because I think I, uh, being through everything that I've been through, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't believe, I, I, I think it's, I think it's hard. It's going to be super hard and I don't think I'm going to see it in my lifetime, but I think that if we all do what you're saying and we all take a, uh, and I mean to like, but if we all, if we all, you know, look at this from a different, a different perspective and, come at it from love and understanding or, you know, however, however that, you know, looks like whatever that looks like for you. Cause I think it looks different for everybody. Everybody has a different perception of what love is. Um, then yeah, we, we may have a shot. I just think it's like, fuck man, when you look at that mountain, it is so daunting and it is so huge. <laughs> What's the alternative? I don't know what the alternative, that's, I don't, I don't know. That's don't, the thing. The alternative is to keep going the way that we were and that's not the alternative. So no matter what, we're moving forward. So you can choose to, you know, start to make those changes for your daughter or the alternative is to keep going the way that we were going, you know? So, I mean, that's the thing. It's going to be one or the other. So I think that, you know, it's even just the smallest changes every day. <gasps> Caught a spider. That's one of the, that's one of the bad things about, about, uh, about living in a trailer out in the middle of, uh, by the water. There's a lot of bugs out here. Mm. So anyways, do you put show notes under your shows? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Could you well, do me a favor for this one. Huh? Could you include a resource, which would be the book white fragility by Robin D'Angelo? Yeah, anything that you want, anything that you want to have in there, just just send me an email with all the links and anything else that you want, and I'll just copy and paste it on. That's what. Yeah, I, I just that's really what I love. I'd love. 
I'd love to put that book in there since we had such a, you know, big discussion <laughs> about racism. I think that's, you know, it's a really wonderful resource that um, I would love people to read just to understand, uh, you know, a little bit more about our culture and about, you know, the racism that we have actually grown up in. So um, just for me, I would love to have that included. Yeah, I'll put it in there. I, and you know what? That's a hard... <sighs> I don't want to get back in, in into the whole in, into the whole thing of that, but that that I think you're gonna have, you're gonna have a hard time getting people to 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 look at that because it, what you're saying automatically no 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 when you when you call everybody racist when you call everybody racist I it, I, I I think it immediately puts everybody on the defensive. Well, that's the problem. So that's why I want you to read this book, White Fragility. That's exactly what she's saying. So that is the reason that racism has stayed in such uh, huge power because it's called white fragility. Well, because that's even, like white defensiveness. When right? you when you and say so, that, it makes me cringe. When 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 you when you every, exactly. every every time that comes out of your mouth and you call me racist, it makes me cringe. I don't like. But I'm not just calling you racist. That's the thing. I'm I want to say I want to say I have. <laughs> I have my own racism from growing up in this culture. So that's what I'm saying. Like that takes the defenses down. It's not, I'm not pointing fingers like just you, you know, and, it, and this isn't even, co this isn't overt racism. This is covert racism that we have literally been, been raised on. And so that's where the defenses should go down. I'm not pointing a finger at you. Like, yeah, in our discussion, I said what you were saying was racist. I did say that. But what I'm literally saying is I am saying this for myself as well. Like, and I think when you read this book and you actually can drop those defenses or that fragility around it and you realize like, oh, this isn't me being a bad person. This isn't like the binary. If you're a good person, you're not racist. If you're a bad person, you are racist. That's the covert racism. And we can clearly see that. But the I'm sorry, the overt racism, the covert racism, which is all what this book will tell you. It's like when I read the book, I was like, oh, my gosh, this makes so much sense. Now I understand it because before I read the book, I was like, no, I'm a good person. Like, I love everyone. Like, I don't see color, you know, all of those things. That's how I lived my life. And now that I have the education and the awareness, I don't have any defenses about it because it wasn't my fault to have that covert racism. Like I was literally raised in it. So that's where, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I really do want to share that with people where it's like, let's come together on this and realize that this was a product of our environment. It's not a product of us being a bad person. That's not it at all. And we're not going to change it until we all let go of those defenses and see the system for what it is and take yourself, you know what I mean? Like it's, again, it's not, let's get out of that binary good versus bad person because that's why you're feeling defensive. But when you get educated, you're like, Oh, you have that aha moment. I hope because it's really beautiful when you're like, Oh my gosh, now I get it. And it's not about me, just me being this person. <sighs> I, I I I get it. I just I, could you package it a little? The, the delivery a little different? 
I mean, I just said that in the most gentle, no, 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 that, that, no, that, no, no, not that. (laughs) I mean, you, yeah, you did great with the way you just said that. That, that I can listen to and I'm open to. But when you, when you just, when you just lob, everybody's racist, that, that shuts the conversation down because immediately I'm just like, eh. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, 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 the same way that you, that you looked at me and you're like, I, I, I can't do this. I can't do this conversation. When you said that everybody's racist, that's exactly what I started thinking. I'm like, you know what? I can't, what, what the fuck are you just saying? What did you say to me? Well, that's I, why I asked I'm you. Not, I'm not, I'm not racist. <laughs> I'm not racist. But, but what I'm saying is, is that if you, if you could package it up the way that you just did versus, to make it easier to the delivery easier to consume because when you just outright call everybody a racist, that's how that's, 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 it, 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 it tends, I can, I can see how it would tend to turn people off and go, no, I'm not. You know what I mean? Because they're not woke. Like okay, they're, well, they're, they haven't read that book. The... You want them to read the book, right? You want everybody to read the book. Well, so, I want everyone to get education okay, around so, this because that's the white fragility is I, I being get, defensive immediately and saying, wait, I can't like I'm shutting instead of being curious, like, oh, why would you say everyone's racist? Like, I also explained it when no, I said it earlier as no, well. No, you did. But if you're wanting people to get educated by the book that you're you that that you've read and that has enlightened you to the point where you feel confident enough to call everybody a racist. You know what I mean? It we ha- we haven't read that book. We don't know that. You're trying to get okay. us to we're you're, we're trying to get you're trying to get us to read that book. So by packaging what you just said to me in in the way that you said it, it was easier for me to consume it because I didn't feel like you were attacking me as a racist. Does that make sense? Okay, but Okay, what I I want to point out is that that's the white fragility, your defense coming up instead of coming from a curious place. I haven't read the book. Oh, why would, but I haven't read the book, so I don't understand. You can still, you can still come from a curious place if I say that statement and you can say, why would you say that? Can you explain that to me a little bit more instead of being like, oh, I don't want to listen to that. Like, that's like, I'm a good person. Like, how can you call everybody a racist? You know what I mean? Like, that's the curiosity that I'm talking about. And it's like, I guess I have a little bit of uh, a bubble here because like I am in so many communities and groups that that's only one book. There are so many books. There are so many resources. There are so many podcasts. Um, Ibram X. Kendi is amazing. Like he has so many podcasts out there. He just came out with a book that says how to be anti-racist. He talks about his own internalized racism from a TED talk that he gave like 10 years ago as a black man because of our culture. So I guess I, yeah, I'm coming from a place where I'm surrounded by people that are literally doing what, educating themselves and becoming aware and taking actions and changing things and making donations and supporting uh, black businesses to start making cracks and changes in this foundation. But I just wanted to point that out. That's why she titled the book White Fragility, because like you saying that that's me having to take care of you feeling defensive about it instead of being curious about like, wow, why would she say something like that? Because that must be a really big thing if she's about to say everybody's racist, you know? And then that's the white fragility that we've had for so long of being like, no, I'm not racist. I don't want to talk about it. 
then we're not going to address the issue. Well, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the 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 time that we're in. You know what I mean? If you were talk if you were talking about this, maybe. I don't know, five years ago when the tension wasn't so high, I, th I think it, it, it might, it might get the reaction that you're, you were looking for, you know, like, Oh, why would you say I'm that? not looking or no, the, 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 no, the, 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 it might, it might have the curiosity effect that you're looking for. Like, why would you say that? You well, know, that's interesting that you would say that though, because right now we have, because of the tensions being so high, it seems like we would be more curious about it. Like, Oh, if this is something that's creating, people, you know, putting themselves in harm's way every day out there protesting because something is so big that we cannot ignore it anymore. It seems like that would create more of a curiosity instead of a defensiveness. Uh, possibly. in some people, it, it may. Um, I mean, we can... I mean, you know what I mean? It's like you can't... It, there, you, can't you can't say how everybody's going to take it. Everybody's different. You know, just like like I was receptive to, and and this comes and this, and this has a lot to do with emotional intelligence and, and background and how we were and, and how you, you know, were raised as a kid to, to accept information and when to shut down and when not to shut down. It's kind of like is when you're a supervisor, you know what I mean? Or a superintendent and you have a, uh, and you have a workforce that's underneath you, you have to, you have to have emotional intelligence because you, you can't speak to everybody in the same way these days. It just doesn't work. You can't, you, you know, there may be somebody that's working underneath me that, you know, used to get yelled at as a kid. And if I come out and yell at this guy and try to get him to, to produce, it's going to have the opposite effect. He's going to, he's going to end up saying, fuck you. I'm not going to, you know what I mean? And so you got to know how to deal with people. And so, and you can see the perfect example of that. When you called me a racist, irregardless of, irregardless or not me, but when you said, you know, everybody's racist, irregardless of, of whether or not I should have been saying it's curious or well, why would you say that? Whether I come from a place of curiosity or a place of defensiveness, it's, it's, uh, you know what I mean? And then when you, when you, changed it around for me it was more consumable oh okay all right and so however i don't know I, I, and, and i and i can see what i what, i can't see anything what i'm assuming from your body language or that i'm trying that you like why should i have to why should i have to to make it consumable for you I mean, honestly, like, that's what's been happening for white people this whole time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how about we care about black people's experience more than our defensiveness when we hear something like that? You know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, this is literally the white fragility that she's talking about in the book. Hmm. And so I, I think I deliver things pretty gently and coming from a loving place because that's my nature. Um, and I spent a lot of time educating myself about this before I came out and really started talking about it in a really comfortable way because I can own my own racism at this point and I can correlate it to our culture and what I was raised with. And so, again, I, this only, I understand what you're saying and that's the white defensiveness. That's that, like, I'm a good person. It's like the binary good versus bad. You hear something like that. And you're like, no, I'm not a bad person. I'm not a racist. I'm not the KKK person out there, you know, doing over, you know, racist acts. So I, the only reason my body language is not the, the biggest reason my body language is like that is because 
this is like where, you know, especially black people are exhausted. They're exhausted by white people's reaction to this. Like it's been going on for so long, you know, for as long as this country has been here. And so um, I just really want to point that out that it's like, I hope that we all become curious because of what, you know, things that are absolutely coming to light. And um, I don't know, it's, that's just, and this is about me. Like I, I do educate myself as much as I possibly can. Cause I am curious and I want to know what's going on and I want to understand it more. And so, you know, that is why I, I will talk about that, but I all absolutely will include myself as well because it's all of us. That's why I said everyone, you know? Well, I'll take a look at, I I'll do this. All right. I will examine my my stance on on caution and 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 how it relates to uh what's the word I'm looking for subconscious racism sure. and 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 examine I that I hope you read the I hope I, you read the book too Is there a is there can you get it on uh uh listening because you get you, almost any book on audiobook. Yeah, because if you ask me to read a book, I'm not going to read it. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope you listen to the book then. <laughs> I won't read a book. I don't read. Uh, I'll listen to anything though. Cool. I can, I can well, I think we should we should wrap up at this point. We're way over an hour. Yeah, not way over. We're a little over an hour. Yeah, we're one twelve. I just congratulations I, on keeping me on because I did not think that was going to happen. Well, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't threatening you. I wasn't. I didn't say say you were threatening me. What? Why are you even bringing that in? Well, I mean, I wasn't. I I wasn't. I wasn't. I I wasn't like trying to get you to go off. That's the whole thing. No, I know. (laughs) This wasn't about you at all. I'm saying congratulations because you were able to change the energy enough that you kept me on. So oh, okay, okay, okay. That okay. felt like a defensive right. reaction again. Yep, was it was. It was. You're up. right. You're right. It was. It was. Re- it was a defensive reaction. I apologize that <laughs> I took that wrong. And yeah. thank you, thank you for acknowledging my ability to transition and pivot. You did. I did because it's now an hour and fifteen. So exactly. Them, boom. And and probably about halfway through this, people were probably thinking, "God damn, these two are going to fucking go at it." <laughs> 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 yeah i think i'm gonna go have a beer what, what time is it well it's 12 somewhere <laughs> yeah just kidding i'm just kidding everyone i'm not gonna do that i'll probably go for a run actually yeah all right well i appreciate the fact that you did stay on and uh you know hopefully we can keep this going because i think these kind of conversations are are important it's important for us to be an example of what it's like to disagree or maybe see something in yourself that somebody else sees and take a look at it, you know, and, 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 and a lot of the reasons why I like coming on and doing these things with you, irregardless if you, how, how I might push you, um, is that you do get me to see things sometimes in a way where I wouldn't like, like you were able to, and I appreciate you transitioning from and, and, and making it consumable for me to understand where you were coming from. Because when you were saying it in one way, I was, I was, I wasn't understanding where you were coming from. All right. 
and That's so I, a wonderful lesson for people right now. Yeah, and 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 I appreciate that, and I will take a look at you know what the you know how I look at being cautious versus being prejudiced because I think it correlates. It probably does. <clears throat> you know, not not overtly racist, but what is it covertly? Covertly. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean it, it's all. It's, it's every look, man. We're at a point right now where everything is worth investigating and at least taking a look at because nothing Absolutely. else is working. <laughs> nothing well, else seems I, I to be working. I think that's working. I think that is what's working is the more people go inside and start making really deep shifts, like the get rid of those low frequency reactions that you've always that's been habitual that have been created by a fear and scarcity and competition culture. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I guess that's what I want to leave everyone with is, you know, really start finding the things that you can trauma work therapy, you know, like my therapy is is absolutely the best thing I've ever done through that throughout this time. So whatever it is for you, like maybe try to find some things that help you explore your trauma and explore those automatic reactions and start to open up to new ways of being because that's really where we're headed i hope you know that's where i'm headed at least yeah one can only hope uh you still are you still planning on uh uh hitting the road oh yeah i got my van this week i'm looking at her right now yeah what's the uh mm-hmm. what's uh what's where are you going what's that where's that going to take you because um, you're doing uh, exactly what i would love to be doing by the way is just like saying screw it all and just Go and go and talk to people everywhere. You know what I mean? It's like, don't, I've always wanted to not believe the media and, and everything that they're trying to tell us about the, about our own country and just go and Mm -hmm. and see for yourself. Is it like this here? No, it's not. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times you'll probably find that it's not as bad as, as everybody, as the media is trying to make it out to be. Um, but it would also make a really, really, really good, good podcast. You know what I mean? Because you're out there talking to all kinds of different people and you don't have anybody like all you, you just focus on is you, your, your, uh, mission and, and what you're trying to put out there to everybody. Yeah. It'll be all about my business, but really where I'm going is to be in the land. Like I literally want to understand the history of this land and I want to feel this land. Like I, like I said, I'm doing a lot of work on myself and to me being in the land is very spiritual and it's, it really shifts the way that I function in life and it drops me even deeper into my humanity. And that's what I want. I want out of the fear and scarcity culture and I want to be in my receiving space and a, a space of love. And that's how I'm going to continue to put this business out. And um, I'm just really looking, I'm actually like, it's kind of crazy um, and we can't really get into it because I do have to go, but I'm actually going to do a 40 day rebirth, which means okay. that I'm so I'm going to take one minute to explain this. So I teach childbirth classes and um, I can't even get into what's what happens in childbirth and how that creates the culture, the, the anger and the aggression and the fear in our culture that we have today. And that's why I teach childbirth classes to really change that at the root. Um, But I always encourage parents to keep um, babies at home for 40 days and actually with really minimal contact with anyone else. That's a really healthy way that many cultures bring their babies into the world. And those babies come in in um, 
with more empathy, with more reasoning. They come from a place of love. Um, a lot of babies are coming in in fear and pain and trauma and stress because that's how we have their mothers birthing these babies. So it's 40 days of basically calibrating the central nervous system of babies and um, increasing their immunity by only being in contact with their parents because that's how we get immunity. And um, because I have such a deep abandonment wound um, from being abandoned as a baby and um, didn't have any nurturing for three weeks, I have decided that I'm going to do a 40-day rebirth, which means I'm completely disconnecting for 40 days and going to be out in the land and recalibrate my own central nervous system and hopefully come from a place of empathy, reasoning, and love that I didn't get because I was so scared as a baby having no one to nurture me. And that, you know, has created a lot of my uh, abandonment issues that I've went through in relationships through my whole life. So I'm basically, as an adult, going to do the thing that I wanted as a baby. And I'm going to change that, that uh, nervous system function for myself. And I can't wait. I can't wait to be unplugged for 40 days. I'm so excited. And I think it's just a really great experiment that I'm probably going to write a book about to let people know like what that's like, because we have such a plugged in culture. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be a really amazing journey, no matter what, that I'm going to share with people. Cool. Cool. Yeah. That's uh, that's interesting. I always thought it was really interesting when, uh, when I had my daughter um, and as soon as she, as soon as she would get onto my, uh, like as soon as her skin would would con would touch skin my skin. yeah whenever mm-hmm. soon, whenever that would happen, like it's crazy how the milk just start like the the nipple it would start coming out just from that so it's almost like it was weird it was almost like there's a uh, there's a uh, like some sort of a mechanism that when when that happens your your enzymes and all the like hormones mm-hmm. and everything start kicking in yeah. like they're communicating they're, communi- they're communicating because they're just exactly. Skin to skin is our best medicine and we don't, we don't utilize it at all. And so that's the education and awareness. That's why I'm, I'm writing a childbirth book so people can really understand that we were, we were made with medicine. We were made to uh, create, nurture and sustain really healthy babies who become healthy adults. And our birthing culture has completely annihilated that. Hmm. For the most part, I won't say 100% because we still, there are, there's a very, very small percentage of people that are actually giving birth in that, in that way. But it's, it's so big. It's so huge. And I've been doing this for over a decade, which is why I'm writing a book about it. But yes, absolutely. You saw the medicine that skin to skin does and the process that it actually has in our bodies. And she was creating immunity while she was in your skin, while she was um, touching your skin with her skin. Oh, because of the, the biome that's on our, uh, mm-hmm. on our, on our, yeah, because our, our skin is the biggest, uh, organ that we have, right? Yeah. It's your microbiome. Yeah. All right. Anyways. So okay. yeah, it was great. Uh, if you make it down this way, hit me up, stop by and do a, uh, do a, uh, uh, a live one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> An in-person throwdown. <laughs> uh, well, dude, I, I doubt. I doubt. I doubt we will get like that again. I'm joking. <laughs> I, I'm a jokester too. I do like to laugh. <laughs> I have a laughter is medicine series on my podcast. You know. Yeah. Uh, do you? Mm-hmm. I, was, I, was, yeah. I always thought it was just the you had the uh, like deep deep conversations about about uh, like 
traumas and stuff. I thought it was like, cause my, I don't know. Is your, is, I thought yours was just more like that. No, one, it's one all thing. about what I consider health and wellness and laughter is, is actually our best medicine. And so I interview comedians and I put live comedic bits in the episode. It's really awesome. Like you get to hear live comedy while you're hearing an interview with them as well. Yeah. You know, what kind of sucks though, is I wanted to, the, what I really wanted to talk about and how we got, we got hijacked into something else was, uh, you know, how as podcasters, how it's, it's so different. It, it's so, it's hard when you're creating a show or when you have your own show and you're doing everything that you and I are doing, it's really difficult to, cause we're so I don't know. Your, your show takes quite a bit of time. You do, you do your show way, way more in depth than I do mine. And mm-hmm. so I can imagine that you, it takes you a way more time, but even the, like what we were talking about in the beginning, it's hard for us as podcasters to support other podcasters because we're so aside from just listening to other people's shows, like we're so ingrained in our own, like what we're trying to do. That it, I, I find the the little bit of time that I have uh, left over doesn't leave a lot of time for me to support other shows and listen to other other people's content because I'm listening to content that you know what I mean that I'm bringing information to to listeners. Yeah. So it's like God damn man, and like when I talk about like supporting, you know why why is anybody supporting me? You know what I mean? Well, are you supporting anybody else? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like fuck. Perfect. Man. Yeah, but, but that's a great way. To, it's a great way to look at it. That's what I'm saying. Like, really t- turning that around and being like, wait, I have to do that with my friendships. You know, if I'm like, why isn't anybody getting a hold of me to do anything? I'm like, are, am I getting a hold of them? You mm, know, am, I'm true. just sitting around waiting for them to get a hold of me. So I love that. That's the curiosity. That's I love it. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a great place to end. And FYI, if you want to listen to my podcast, it's the raw and wild hearts. Yeah, it is the Ron Wild Hearts. And if you want to continue <laughs> listening to my podcast, it's uh, nowhere to go but up. And you'll find you all that information uh, that Lori has, including the books. And th- throw any podcasts or any, any any of that stuff that you want people to uh, to uh, engage in or take a look at. Because you, you mentioned more than one. Throw them all in yeah. there. Throw them all in there. Okay. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Okay. I got to go. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.